they come to college and I can tell you those students end up mad at their parents for not talking to them about that before. From Money Fit by DRS, it's the Money Fit Podcast, the show about financial education opportunities all around us and practical financial tips right in front of us. I'm your host, Todd Christensen, and on today's show, stories and tips from our guest and my friend, Dr. Melody Bell of Financial Beginnings, about the conversations parents hate to have with their teens more than talking about sex. Yep. We're discussing the uncomfortable conversations surrounding money. Now, let's get money fit. Founder and CEO of the nonprofit Financial Beginnings, Dr. Melody Bell joined us on an earlier episode to discuss successful approaches to financial education in elementary schools. She founded Financial Beginnings back in 2005, just a few years before I had the pleasure to meet her through our work together with the Jumpstart Coalition for Personal Financial Literacy. It's my great pleasure to welcome back to the show my fellow financial literacy rogue, Melody Bell. Melody, it's great to have you again on the show. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Todd. You bet. Okay, so as you know, we begin each show with an opening standard question, and this may go back, uh, you, and you and I go back about a decade now, and I can imagine you have an answer to this question, but what would you have done differently with your own finances in your younger years? Um, you know, I, I, I came from... Um, family of pretty modest means when mm -hmm. we were younger. And so budgeting was a pretty natural thing mm -hmm. for us. Um, I, I did uh, convince my parents at age 16 to co-sign a credit card. Mm -hmm. And it was right before prom. And <laughs> I, 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 I still have the dress because I just can't part with it. And um, I spent a lot of money. I think I think the, the guy I went with even convinced me to pay for dinner. And oh, wow. um, yeah, and so it was... It was definitely a, a lesson in getting that first credit card statement and, and seeing how that, you know, magical night <laughs> ended up costing <laughs> me all summer. And, you know, the, the positive out of that, though, is it did provide me that opportunity to start building my credit at right. a younger age than some people are able to. So right. there was a silver lining. Right. There you go. Look for look for opportunities to grow from uh, difficult situations. All right. Well, uh, now back in in the early, let me let me kind of set up our, our discussion for today about personal finance and teens. Back in the early 2010s, uh, I surveyed here about 500 high school teens um, about their familiarity with personal finance topics. But one question asked them how frequently they had money conversations with their parents. And you probably wouldn't be surprised by this, but 80 percent said they had never had a conversation about money with their parents. I'm assuming the, about the, the extent of it was, can I have some money? And no, we don't have any money. That was, But that's not a conversation. But what are we doing wrong with our teens when it comes to money? And what, what is it that we need to do to, and to get right with our, our teens and personal finance? Yeah, I mean, you've you've probably heard, you know, the example that, you know, we as parents feel more comfortable having providing sex education than right. money education right. to to our teens. And, um, you know, I think there's there's a lot of things to where uh, it's it's our own comfort level. 
on, you know, we may not feel comfortable with some of the topics. And so, um, how are we to convey that to our, our children? Mm -hmm. It may be, you know, we're embarrassed by our, our own stories. And I can tell you, I mean, I share stories just like that with the credit card or, you know, missing my first credit card payment. And, um, it, it resonates really well with the students. They, they, they like to see that, that we are human and, and right. we make those mistakes. And so, yeah, I think as parents, we need to, um, feel okay. Now we don't need to, you know, put the, the weight of our own financial stresses on our children, but I think that there's, there's definitely learning opportunities to open up those conversations and, and to talk about that, mm -hmm. uh, to help them to move into adulthood. I, they come to college and I, I, I can tell you those students end up mad at their parents for not talking to them about right. that before. Right. So you've probably met parents on both ends of this spectrum, but some will say, look, if if my child wants money at all, if they, they need to learn about money, they're going to use their own money and they're going to work for it. And that's it. There's there's no no discussion about allowance, whereas the other end says, no, we're we're going to give an allowance. We're not going to make them work for money. Where, what are some thoughts about uh, both ends of those spectrums or maybe in the middle somewhere? Yeah, I've had both ends of the spectrums, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, so with my oldest, you know, we started off with the weekly allowance and, um, you know, used that, that rule of thumb that, you know, well, um, how old you are, that's how much you get. Right, right. So if you're seven years old, you get $7 a week. Mm -hmm. Now, we didn't just say that that was like, you know, not tied to anything. I'm like, you still have to do, you know, pull out the garbage and feed the dogs and, right. you know, clean your bathroom and, and all of that. And there's still she expectations. Started, exactly. There were still expectations, but yeah, she did start slacking. And so we ended up like pulling it like by probably, I don't know, age 11 or 12, like we didn't give her an allowance mm -hmm. and we still made her do all the chores though. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, how it works. <laughs> it was like, you know, uh, it's too bad. You're, you're, you're not a good employee. We're just, we're, we're still going to make you do it. And it's just, you know, you're not going to get that money for you're it. You're no longer and, an employee. Now you're a volunteer. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, and then, you know, and we're starting over with, with our youngest now to where, you know, she is getting that weekly allowance and, and she's doing a, a good job on, um, keeping up with those chores mm -hmm. so far. And, and so, yeah, I, I think it just depends on, on the kiddo, you know, it also depends too, then is, you know, what are those opportunities you can help to introduce them to, to make those money, uh, make the money if, that's the route that you're, you're wanting them to take. And so, yeah, it, it really it just depends and we'll see how long, I mean, I was, I was telling my youngest, uh, the other day, I was like, we saved thousands of dollars, not having to pay your sister her allowance <laughs> for all those years, just because she was really bad for a while. Right. Well, in an, in an earlier, uh, earlier discussion, you mentioned the lemonade stands. Teens mm -hmm. may be a little young for lemonade stands, but what are some things you can do with teens to encourage them to develop uh, that connection to work, uh, money, entrepreneurship? It's all about, it's all about the side hustle, mm -hmm. right? And, and so what, what can they be doing outside of that? And, you know, I can tell you, I've seen some amazing entrepreneurs at the high school age. You know, one of my, my daughter's friends, she uh, was a really great artist. I think she had a couple of friends that were really mm -hmm. great artists and they would make stickers out of their artwork and mm -hmm. then go to local boutique shops and, you know, sell those stickers to them. Um, you know, there are, different ways in the sense of my daughter, you know, she didn't have her first W2 job until she was 19 because she was doing babysitting and making 
good money. This mm-hmm. wasn't the $2 an hour, you know, that I used to get. Right, right. She was, she was making $12 an hour without taxes. And, and she, I was like, do you want to go get a job? She's like, I like the flexibility. I get to decide. <laughs> exactly. I can say yes or no. I can decide if I like the kids or not. And I couldn't blame her, you right. know, I mean, um, and, and she really made quite a bit of money with that. And she would use, um, systems like, um, next door to, to post her services mm. and, um, you know, and she would be proactive. People would post saying, you know, we need a babysitter and she would, she would go and proactively respond to that. And so, yeah, there's so many, so many different opportunities for those, those side hustles in the teenage years to where you don't have to have the, the dairy queen job. Like I did mm-hmm. when I was for box you know, here <laughs> yeah but i i think that everybody should have a fast food experience in my opinion because it's, <laughs> just, it tells you you know it, it, there's value to realizing oh, okay this is not where i want to end up yeah so uh when they start getting that money what can we do uh, maybe as parents to help them learn how to use it what are uh, you know you've, you've talked before about save earn spend the give I mean, what is it? What is it that you do, we can do to to help them start to manage that money a little, a little better? Yeah, definitely uh, get them banked early on, mm-hmm. and um, you know, starting with a savings account, you know, and you know, at a young age, and then when you're looking at about thirteen, um, that's a good age for them to start looking at a checking account, mm-hmm. and. What I found with my daughter and, and she um, kind of learned the hard way. It was, it was, she was 13 and she was getting ready to go Christmas shopping and she took her wallet and it had all her money in it. So, mm-hmm. you know, hundred or, hundred or $200. Wow. And she lost the wallet. Oh no. And, and so it was a very eye opening experience for her. And so that was where it's like, well, okay, let's now look at a checking account because then you get the debit card. Mm-hmm. to you lose that wallet and that debit card and you're not losing your, your $200 or however right. much money you have, you're, you're canceling the debit card and, and getting an, a new one. And so providing that opportunity um, and transition for them because they do, they just tend to like carry all this money around and right. then, you know, kids, they lose everything. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think of our experience with our two oldest that they were very different. Um, and I think there's, there's, there's gotta be some way of, of, watching for this ahead of time uh our, our daughter they both got debit cards about the same time they were i think about 14 as well uh, our daughter used it kept it safe never had a problem i think our son lost his debit card three times in in less than a year i think the first time within a week just so maybe he just are you can you carry your wallet around for a week without losing your wallet without money in it yeah exactly. maybe, maybe that's a good practice but the good news yeah. is he's he's in uh, uh, still in college and just bought his his first house. So it's 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 not it's not destiny or fate that if they lose their debit card, uh, they they have no hope. Right. Uh, well, yeah. I even had my my daughter. She asked me. Um, uh, I had to send her social security card up to college mm-hmm. for her job, and she's like, I was like, hey, you got to keep it safe. And she's like, so I just put it in my wallet. And I'm oh, like, no. no. <laughs> That is not You're safe. Your social security number everywhere, right? Right, right. We'll just hang on to that for you, and when you need to, you call us. We'll always be here with it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, what are some topics, uh, specific topics? You know, you, you think about personal finance. You got the budgeting, but there's there's so much to personal finance: credit and debt and savings and identity theft. What 
what do you address with teens? Is is there something that's too much, or is it is it some? Should these be topics that should just be regular topics of conversation around the house? You know, yeah, don't sell them short. They're ready to. I mean, look at these children in high school. Like they are. Uh, I mean, learning tough economic concepts. They're learning, you know, math concepts well beyond what I ever did. Right? They're, they're, they're ready to have these conversations, you know, some, some tips. So budgeting and credit are definitely the topics that we get the most requests for. And, um, but beyond that, I, I kind of almost prefer starting with investing because, mm-hmm. because that's the exciting thing, right? Mm-hmm. You start talking about compound interest and like how, you know, I put this money away and I'm young. So like, that's the big thing and, and it'll just grow and I won't have to do anything more with it. And so mm-hmm. that's, it's kind of a nice way to open it up to then backfill with all those other topics, right. you know, then we start talking about budgeting or for having more savings to invest or how credit can help me with getting to, to college. One topic I think that, um, is not covered enough and um is probably my favorite is protection mm-hmm. and um and in a couple ways with protection one is you know insurance mm-hmm. and in all the different facets of insurance but then the other is you know identity theft and fraud are so prevalent now and and it's so especially with um all of the scams on social media and and, and um how much time teens will spend on social media, mm-hmm. we really need to help them to protect themselves. Right. Right. And that's, uh, I mean, there, uh, you talk about insurance. That's not just for uh, stealing somebody's credit card and using that credit card fraudulently because you, I mean, there's, there's the free now as of 2018, I think it was the free credit freeze that it, you could even put on for your teens Mm-hmm. Uh, but what 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 kind of protections are you talking about to, for for kids? Is this a discussion about what needs to be kept private and what shouldn't be shared? Yeah, when it comes to the fraud and identity theft, yeah, you know, thinking about password protection and um, understanding, you know, when you're taking those quizzes online, you know, you might be sharing, you know, private information that mm-hmm. they could then, you know, use, like, you know, your mother's maiden name or right. your date of birth and all these different things. But then also, like, we do spend a good amount of time on insurance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it kind of gets a, a negative rap. So I call it risk <laughs> management. Um, right. But these kids love sharing their car accidents and their yeah. tickets and, you know, sharing those stories. And they know a lot of times how much they're, they're paying for, you know, insurance. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, it's, it's another great discussion to have with them because, you know, when you start accumulating those assets, you need to protect them. And a lot of insurance, you know, if you're just talking about the, the minimum auto insurance, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to go to beyond to really protect yourself. Right. Well, I, I love what you say about don't sell these kids short. They, they, they're doing calculus, uh, many of them and, and mm-hmm. trigonometry and all that. They, they can do money. Uh, Melly, is there one practical step or piece of advice about today's topic, personal finance and teens that you would recommend to our listeners? You know, I think when it comes to uh, teens is bring them into those conversations and, 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 and do it early. So, you know, like we said, you know, talking about the, the bank account, getting them into that checking account, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even, you know, talk to them about your own retirement planning and, and, and showing off your, you know, savings that you right. have, especially too, when it comes to if, if they're going to be going on to post-secondary, starting that conversation early, um, you don't want to 
both have a different interpretation of, of what right. the cost of that is going to be and what you're each going to be responsible for financing. Um, I know myself, my parents weren't in a position to finance my college, but I didn't know it until the spring of my senior year. Right. And it was really kind of derailed me. Oh, yeah. So having those conversations and, and being forthcoming with it um, is important because they're, they're going to get exposure to it sometime. So might as well give them exposure while they're under your roof. Good. Good. Melody, where can, where can uh, uh, my listeners uh, find you online? Uh, financialbeginnings.org, O-R-G. Uh, we have offices all over the country. You can go there and be able to find your local affiliate office. Great. Well, thank you for being with us today, Melody. And we appreciate the work you're doing. I appreciate our listeners for joining us. Please check out our podcast archives at moneyfit.org slash podcast. Until the next time, please stay fit and stay well. Stay well.